child and boy in the world that we exist on together unless you're on a space shuttle and space station if so thank you for your service you are currently listening to the michael dupree variety hour this is our 21st episode we are now legal to drink that's how it works i think mm-hmm. last night i got drunk off of stella artois and jaeger shots that's true and it was good it was a good time and uh yeah so (laughs) in celebration of our 21st episode Mm -hmm. we have this if you are just listening to the show for the first time it's almost went off the rails but i caught it (laughs) if you're just listening to the show for the first time this is like kind of like an arts showcase comedy show where we have interesting people from the detroit area and beyond come on we talk to them have uh, some fun characters come on, you know, all that stuff. If you want to celebrate Michael Dupree's Variety Hour's 21st birthday, <laughs> 21st episode, take a shot of what you're drinking while listening to it, whether it be a Stella Artois, whether it be a Red Bull and vodka, <laughs> whether it be straight up water on the rocks, and uh, tweet at me at Mike Gives Back or at Michael Dupree VH, hashtag MDVH 21st get drunk okay i'll wait for you we have a really great show for you guys today we have the owner and creator and proprietor of detroit labyrinth ed Layless on the show and then a little bit later we will be joined by modern american dandy bertram lucian zinc Mm, it's going to be very fresh and very real, you guys. But without further ado, let's welcome on our first guest. He is the very tall and very mysterious Ed Layless. How's it going, Ed? Hi there, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show. So uh, what? who are you, Ed? Where, where do you come from? What's your stock? Uh, well, I'm originally from Birmingham. Birmingham, Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Just a, a few uh, minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. Hop on uh, Woodward and just take it all the way up. <laughs> I don't live there now, mm-hmm. which is, that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Where do you live now? Uh, I live in Clinton Township. Clinton Township. A little Township. bit more of a hike. Yeah. A little bit more of a hike. A big. I think you got a car. Oh, yeah. It's been a, mm-hmm. a real benefit. And not a boon. Mm. So, uh, so what? What? What is uh, a Detroit Labyrinth? Uh, Detroit Labyrinth is a unique experience that you and a group of ten people can come on by and really enjoy themselves and, and solve a little bit of a puzzle. Uh, mm. It's it's an experience uh, to test your problem solving skills and might. Mm. Located right here in uh, Metro Detroit. So uh, what 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 is it like a one of those escape the room kind of uh, deals? It's, it's in the 
in that sense that it is indeed an experience like mm, that. Okay. Uh, but of course, we we differ greatly from our competition because we bring just so much more to the table. I mean, uh, uh, escaping a room is you know something anybody can do with a, a sledgehammer or like a stick of dynamite or <laughs> or like a, a a bobby pin or a or password. Something. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's it's a little hackneyed if you ask me. There's not a whole lot of physical exertion right, escaping the room. Exactly. And a labyrinth is. Is, is it's like a maze. Not quite. No. Uh, I can see there's a lot of confusion between a maze and a labyrinth. No. Like a ma- the maze is a, a, an aspect of a labyrinth. In a sense, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if you're in a labyrinth, sometimes you can feel like you're in a maze. And that's part of the fun of a labyrinth. You don't know, oh, am I in a maze? Am I in a maze? Am I in a labyrinth? You just don't know. That's the exciting part. What's one of the many exciting parts of it? Um, but a maze is... Uh, it's kind of like, well, we can say a square, a triangle, a circular shape, anything. And as many different branching paths. And like, oh, should I go left or should I go right? And sometimes should it's haunted. It has spooky ghosts in it. Yeah. Oh, a or lot guy of chasing you. Exactly. And that's, again, that's fun about mazes. But I don't. we don't do mazes here at Detroit Labyrinth. Mm. Uh, a labyrinth is different than a maze in that instead of going in a bunch of different directions, which is confusing and weird, a labyrinth has one entrance, mm-hmm. uh, loops around into a circle or shape and goes into a middle, and then it has a separate exit that you have to follow out of. So it's a straight path. Well, it, it's... Uh, from a non-linear point of view, yes, a labyrinth is a straight path, but our labyrinth and most labyrinths are in a circular shape, so you kind of have to walk around in a circle for a good chunk of time mm-hmm. before you get to the center, and then you have to uh, walk back out in the opposite direction. So, what is the uh, what's the thrill of that? It just what, where where does the uh, is there where does the challenge come in? Well, first off, you don't know how long it is. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like, uh, do I like how long do I pay my babysitter for? Like, uh, like how long should I put the meter on for my car? Right. I mean, I think that's very exciting. Like, you don't know. You could be leaving this labyrinth, or maybe you don't. Oh, what? <laughs> and your car could have a ticket on it because you thought you were going to be in there. You thought, like, oh, this will be like a fun 45-minute uh, team-building exercise. Yeah. And, and, you know, instead it turns into three to four hours. Wow. Depending on how fast you do the labyrinth. I mean, if you're running, you're going to get out faster. Yes, naturally. Yeah. Uh, we also do have several different models. Mm. We have our beginner's labyrinth. And how long does that typically take to to, uh, go through uh, walking speed? Walking speed, uh, you could finish in in about an hour 15. Hour 15. You know, and that's, that's, you know, an average six-foot male standard walking gait. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a bit of a limp. Uh, we do offer some wheelchair accessible options, oh, wow. something that nice. some of our competitors don't do. Mm-hmm. So feel free to invite someone if you know they have a broken leg or if they're a little on the geriatric side. No, no concerns there. Um, uh, so yeah, it's going to be an hour fifteen for the average person to, to solve the beginner's labyrinth. Uh, so um, you you mentioned competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kind of competitors do you have at Detroit Labyrinth? Well, uh, there are a few uh, escape room scenes in the Metro Detroit area. I don't want to name names, but there's that Get Me Out of Here, uh, Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're a chain, mm-hmm. so it's Get Me Out of Here, Incorporated, Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Labyrinth, Detroit, uh, we don't call ourselves that because we're a chain. We're call us that because, A, that's where we're based out of, and, B, it just sound, it sounds fun. Yeah. 
when you hear Labyrinth of Troy, don't you get a little you get a little excited? I do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you when you're in the labyrinth, is the challenge entirely just? how long it takes to walk through or are there challenges throughout the labyrinth well if you like re- riddles or- right yeah if you really enjoy yourself in the beginners uh courts which we always recommend you start with the beginners mm-hmm. uh, you, then you'll know what kind of you're getting yourself into a bit. right exactly uh then you can go on up to our intermediate plan mm-hmm. our intermediate plan uh first off we're gonna cut the number of people that you can bring in there. Uh, instead of 15 or so, you're only going to be able to bring about eight friends. Okay. So we cap that off at nine. Just because it does get a little more intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a few obstacles in the way. Some Physical obstacles or mental obstacles? Uh, mostly mental in the mm. uh, intermediate. Uh, we're going to turn the lights off every once in a while. Oh. Uh, I got... Um, well, we're, we're currently fitting it out with um, a speaker system. Right now, I just have a few... Uh, iPhones taped to the walls that spay, play some spooky music and they, they freak you out and you know you, you can really get in your head. I mean, you, you think you're just you know walking around trying to solve this this really complicated puzzle and you you're something like spooky, hey, right? No, it can it can psych you out and uh, you know um, I got one of my interns flipping the light switch on and off and that that it. it it's mind games. It really yeah. is. It can get confusing. Is, uh, those are the obstacles in the intermediate. Uh, some of the obstacles, yes. Some of them. You don't want to give them all. I, I don't want to give them all the way, but I will say, uh, you know, uh, don't you don't need to bring your sunglasses because it's it's gonna you know it's gonna go from fluorescent lighting to dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't don't bring earplugs mm-hmm. because then you're not gonna hear the the. It'll ruin the experience. Exactly. It'll really ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are those are the mental ones. So um, we're we're working on more. So that's the intermediate level. Yeah, I'm get, thinking about putting you know some smells in, Ooh. really make it a 4D experience. That's we should be expanding that in about maybe smell about, tactile maybe about maybe. two months, maybe about two months. Mm, maybe put some tree sap on the walls. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we can, you know, put put chicken feathers in some of it, and you'll think, oh, what what does that mean? What does that symbolize? <laughs> Is that throwing me off? Yeah. <laughs> Throw you off the the path. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just a one way path. Well, right. It's just one way. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, something like that can get you disoriented. Let's say you're walking in a straight line, mm-hmm. then to your left, out of your peripheral, mm-hmm. you see some chicken feathers uh, glued or, or sapped to the wall. Mm-hmm. You're looking left now. Uh huh. So think about it. You turn so quickly. You're thinking, oh, wait, wait, wait. Which, is, way, is, did which way did I come from? Right. Should I go back right? Should I turn right, mm-hmm. or do I continue turning left? Because I already turned left to look at the, the chicken right. feathers. Is there a prize in the middle of the labyrinth, or is the prize getting to the middle of the labyrinth? Uh, the prize is uh, is awarded at getting out of the oh, labyrinth. So you could get trapped in the middle of the labyrinth. Wouldn't be any point of giving someone a prize if they're there, because they might not get out. Exactly. And you know mm-hmm. what? We, you, I, I will say... Uh, for the safety of the company and your own safety, we do have you sign a waiver at the beginning. That's standard procedure. Any escape room you're going to go to in the area, you're going to be signing a waiver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we don't want to. We want to make you feel safe, but we do want you to know there's a, there's a little bit of hint of danger there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want you touching our, our castmates. Oh, there's casts. Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, at the, that's at the uh, hard level. Oh. Once, you're, once you're past the intermediate, then we get to some physical challenges. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of these physical challenges? Well, of course, when you think labyrinth, you think 
The Labyrinth. The lab. Yep, The Labyrinth. David Bowie. Uh, with David Bowie, right? Uh, some people may think uh, Minotaur. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we're we working on it. We got a Minotaur, if you uh, work on the... <laughs> like a real Minotaur or a guy dressed as a Minotaur? Well, uh, uh, again, right now... Uh, we're about to unleash our hard mode in just a week. Oh. We're currently looking uh, for some people to uh, uh, assist us with the role of Minotaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, consider this uh, your, your casting call, guys. If you think you can... Pull off Minotaur. Pin, yeah, and we'll supply, we'll supply like, pelts. Mm-hmm. And stuff. You don't have to bring your own pelts. I yeah, mean, we have we have a, a big novelty club. Although I'm sure if you have your own uh, supplies at home, that would be a big plus. Oh, absolutely. That uh, means they have experience. Exactly. And this isn't at this time. It's not a paid position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, we're we're really up and coming. We are our beginners mode has been met with pretty good reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're unleashing our hard mode in just a few weeks. Uh, you know, just a few days, and mm-hmm. you know, it's exciting. We just we just got to get that minotaur, and like I said, I have the pelts, mm-hmm. uh, so you don't need to bring those. Uh, they're 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 real rabbit fur and oh, wow. uh, some real coyote as well. So you know, it's, hunted you you hunted yourself. Uh yes, wow. yes I did a lot of uh, effort. Well, I you know I actually I was um, I got this idea originally when I got the pelts because mm-hmm. I was. Um, <clears throat> I was the uh, idea for the whole labyrinth or for the hard mode part well of it? for the hard mode part of it because I was up north I uh, kind of got stranded out and I, my clothes were soaked I, my canoe capsized mm-hmm. I was out on the river my canoe capsized oh, I was soaked uh, I, I hunted down a coyote and I you know I, I skinned it mm-hmm. got that for I wore my own pelts and I said hey you know what kind of look like a minotaur I feel like a minotaur <laughs> I feel like a minotaur, and that was it was it was exciting. I felt excited. I thought I'm gonna bring this back to the bring this back to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Back Apply to the it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's you know, that's as a businessman, that's you get a lot of your ideas from life. You think of your own experiences, and you say, well, you know, did I enjoy that? Then other people may enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I didn't care for that at all. Odds are, other people won't like it. I mean, that doesn't apply to everything. I mean, I don't like I don't like scary movies. Mm-hmm. But some people love them. Yeah. I mean, I I mean maybe if there was a uh, if there was a scary movie with like a minotaur, and I wanted to get some ideas, I'd probably sit through it and yeah. just, you know take a little take, take a little notes. info from it. Yeah. So uh, what is the goal? What what is the challenge of the minotaur? Does he chase you? Or does he give you a riddle? Or you have to kill him? Uh, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna chase you. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time. Uh, again, our contracts are, are slightly flexible in that uh, we do have a paid uh, add-on to the hard mode where you can you can attack the Minotaur back. Ooh. Yeah, at the flat rate hard mode, you, you're not allowed to touch the Minotaur. That's in that's in the waiver that you sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, with the hard mode plus, you're going to be able to attack that Minotaur with whatever you have. Uh, in the hard mode, you can bring your own supplies, uh, a pelt. Or a club. Or a gun. Or a gun, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Go for it. I mean, as long as you're I, you're going to have to show me a little paperwork saying that you can't have that yes. gun. Yes, yeah, because that's, that's a just, lot of paperwork. That's just me protecting protecting my business here. Yes. I, I, you know, some people think it's, uh, you know, it's bureaucracy and stuff. But, hey, I mean, if, if uh, showing me five pages that you can carry a firearm, I guarantee you if you use it, you're going to solve yourself, ooh, man, months of a trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. So you might have to find someone who's okay with maybe 
putting their lives on the line in the line of duty. Well, this. you know, right now I'm kind of marketing this particular role, and you know, as you heard me say it's a castmate role. I, I mm-hmm. you're, this is like a kind of like an acting you type. Can put this on position. your resume, exactly. Resume. Right, like I said, right now it is technically on paperwork an internship. It's a, it's kind of like a 1099 situation, mm-hmm. and it's not paid. Right. So again, the 1099 is under the table. And you know you're you're gonna get perks. Yep. You're gonna get, you know, a friends and family discount if you want your mom to to come and check you out in the labyrinth or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's scare your mom. Yeah. No. And you ever uh, want to chase your mom in a Minotaur outfit? No, now's your chance. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's 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 a really great experience, and I I'm excited about it. So please come and check us out. At Labyrinth Detroit, where we're gonna have a real uh, costume Minotaur real soon. Mm-hmm. Do you, what other challenges are you gonna have in the hard mode? Just, just the, uh, just the Minotaur. Well, no, no, well, first the Minotaur is gonna chase you. Mm-hmm. He's not just standing there. right away, like right as you walk in. Oh yeah. You, well, again, here's the fun thing. We're gonna implement some of the psychological challenges from the first few modes oh. into the hard mode. So, you know, when you first go into hard mode, you think you've, you've probably cleared beginners or intermediate. Yeah. Is it a requirement or if you want, you can just hop right into hard mode? I would strongly suggest you check out the previous courses first because you're going to get your repeat customer discount. Oh. Yeah, every time you visit us, you're going to get 5% off. Is that the award? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you complete it, you get 5% off. Your next visit. Wow. I also have some hidden cameras. Oh. And that you do get recorded. So uh, first off, you can buy, you know, your recording of you solving the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. You're solving the labyrinth. You get a little recording of it. Show your friends and family how, how funny it is. Uh, and also, it's it's a bit of a deterrent because the first few times we did it, there was, there was a little funny business in there. Ooh, what do you mean? Well, uh... Well, we, we had to clean up some messes people made. Uh, people people left behind some droppings. Like poo-poo? Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that was one of them. Uh, oh, no. Was, people kind of went a little crazy in there because, well, we're, we're located in... Um, we're located in the Russell Industrial. Oh, yeah. oh, so that's a big, big place. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a really big place, and, and we're not affected by the close down. Uh, I know, I know, some people are a little concerned. People, people have been calling me and asking, like, are you guys still open? Because yeah. you know, they they emptied it out because yeah. it's against building regulations. But we're still in there. Mm-hmm. We're still going. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, it's 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 part of the adventure. You know, some of the support beams are a little wonky. I'm yeah. going to give you that. Something could just fall on you at any point. That's why you signed the waiver. Exactly. No, mm-hmm. and, and it really is. And some people just don't get it. Some people just think it's kind of like a free roam. Like they can just all like, oh, I, I've been in here for three hours. Uh, where do I go to the bathroom? I'm just going to go right here. And it's it's not that kind of place. Yeah, you got to get out of there to go to the bathroom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of a reward in itself. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, we do have a working toilet facility at the end of the labyrinth. I will advise you to go before you get in. We do not have a toilet at the beginning of the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So uh, go before you come. Go mm-hmm. before you get the car ride or before you take your bus or your Uber yeah. or whatever. Uh, so go or to the Just go bathroom. outside the Russell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, whatever. I just don't go in the labyrinth because that's, uh, that's a lot of cleanup. So uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, I don't know if you're being cheeky, 
Uh, but if you mention you mentioned if you ever get out uh, of the labyrinth, is has anyone ever? What's the longest any, someone's ever been there? Someone's has someone ever died in the labyrinth? Uh, there has been one death, Oof. and it. It's, uh, again, uh, This at this point we kind of enacted our waiver situation. Yeah. We did have a little oh, bit of a... Oh, was this before you had the waiver? This was before the waiver oh. uh, kind of went out. And this was well, one of the reasons we had to do the waiver. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. Yes. At the time, uh, we were just a two-man operation. It was me and my assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had some dinner plans. Oh. Um, and we had someone who, who was doing the intermediate labyrinth uh, mode. And they were taking a good six hours. Um, and you're like, okay, man, we got I had, reservations. They were still pretty early. They didn't reach the halfway point. I figured. No, oh, and they were still they were six hours deep. Yeah, exactly. And intermediate, that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. That's not unusual. I mean, I, again, I can't tell you how long these run because every there's so many variables with yeah. labyrinth. You, yeah. You know, walking speed. Um, uh, turning to the right and realizing, ending up going the wrong way, getting turned around. Because you can't leave the labyrinth if you haven't reached the middle. Is that correct? That exactly. I oh. mean, that's just the the method. That's the nature of the labyrinth. Is there a key or something in the middle? That well, I don't want you to spoil it, but <laughs> I, I in the middle, I won't give too much away. But the middle is probably my favorite part because because this whole time mm-hmm. you've been going down the path. You know, you've been you've been walking slightly to the left and following the wall, and then mm-hmm. you've been going a little bit to the right and then a little bit to the left again, kind of walking in like a circular fashion, because mm-hmm. uh, our, our labyrinth is shaped like a, a like a circle, and it, mm-hmm. it, it you know it's got a, like a spiral function to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get to the center of the labyrinth, this whole time you've been conditioned to just go straight mm-hmm. because you've been going down one one hallway type mm-hmm. thing. Now you're in the middle, and you see. Another door, mm. it messes with you. Yeah, I mean, like especially if you've been at it for like three hours, it's just it gets confusing. And then there is a puzzle in the middle, and you're right, it does involve a key because that mm. door, that That's door, not going to open with, that, no, with just your hands. <laughs> no, you're, you're going to need a little bit more than just trying to turn the doorknob. It's it's <laughs> not that simple to get little, out of uh, to get out of Labyrinth, Detroit. No, it's mm. a little I also want to talk. We were talking about our legal problems. Uh, I also want to say we're not associated with Labyrinth Detroit Club. Oh. That is a that is a uh, a dance club that operates between the hours of of seven p.m. and uh, typically two a.m. Not associated with us. Uh, we're we're currently undergoing, but you know I'm not going to budge on the name for right now until until it's ruled against it. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, keep an eye out on our Facebook page. Uh, if if we if we we'll, if we have to change your name, we're going to announce it there. Okay. So you mentioned you you were talking about the person that was in there for six hours and they hadn't even reached halfway through. Right. Um, so I had uh, my assistant. And I had uh, a dinner plan, and then we were gonna go see uh, a show with the uh, Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Okay. They were playing um, Max Fisher. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In the Max and Fisher, uh, they were playing Home Alone. Mm-hmm. On the screen, and they had an orchestra playing the soundtrack to Home Alone. Oh, that's yeah. so cool! And that was just not something I was I was ready to miss. No. And I thought, well, it's been six hours; uh, they haven't reached the center. It's likely that math. they'll still be there in exactly. six hours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it takes them six hours to get to the halfway point. You figure it's going to take them another six hours to get out. Yeah. Unless they, you know, maybe get into like a brisk that's jog. That's reasonable. Exactly. Uh, so we go out to our dinner. Uh, we go to the show, we come back, 
and there's there's been a bit of a, a situation. Um, one of the the people had, and, and I'm not a doctor, uh, but from the it was a group of about four. One yeah. of them had a seizure. Oh, geez. Yeah, one of them had a seizure uh, because of some strobe light effects we have going on. Oh. And again, this was before the waiver. We didn't want to give too much away, and I. I I hate giving away too much right now. Yeah. But uh, I, we do have to tell you there are some strobe effects in all three levels of difficulty. Mm. Uh, there is some strobe effects that are going on. And if you have ep- epilepsy, uh, any other kind of strobe effect sensitivity, please keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Wear sunglasses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, well, not, well, I except like when it gets dark. Yeah, don't, then take, take your them sunglasses off. off. Take them off. Maybe again, one of those like, ruin the flip, flip sunglasses. If you have transition lenses, they're not going to work because no. it is an indoor yes. activity. Unless you have um, really cool. There is, I will say, there are a few parts of the Russell where the roof is missing and some sunlight can get through. <laughs> so you might want to wear your sunglasses. Bring your no, sunglasses. No, so, so I'm saying transition lenses will work and oh, will okay. activate. Got it. So I'm going to also recommend against transition lenses because they, they may activate at an inappropriate time yes. of, of your experience. Got it. So the guy had a, had an epileptic uh, seizure. Yeah. And uh, there there was an issue. Uh, he he kind of fell uh, into a pit. A pit. A pit. Again, yeah. I said it was intermediate. Yeah. He fell into a pit and he landed in an inconvenient way okay. for him. <laughs> um, this did not damage the labyrinth. Good. This isn't an issue with our facility. It was just uh, unfortunate that this group of, of five had had someone who was prone to seizures and we didn't know it at the time yeah. and were unable to to um, I I can't change the slope strobe right strobe lights out at every performance. If someone yeah. has a sensitivity, I can't like get up on a ladder and unplug it. So you got a ton of them because because it takes time. Yeah, there's a lot of them. It takes time. Time is money. Transverse that labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that because then you have to go through the labyrinth. Exactly. So you might know it, but it still takes. It time. It still takes time. I mean, I have a I have a bicycle. And that can and 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 sometimes and that works for part of it oh. because it does get narrow. Oh. Like there are at times when the labyrinth is is only about a foot and a half wide. Oh my god! That was um that was a happy coincidence. That wasn't originally part of the original blueprints and plans. Again, that was was part of the Russell Industrial <laughs> that we we're utilizing. That there's uh there's some sections where you're gonna really have to squeeze through. I don't even know if I would be able to fit through that. Well, we did have we did have another situation. This did not result in a death, but we, we do have another uh, pressing lawsuit that I am confident we will win. Uh, there was. Um, are you familiar with the film uh, One Twenty Seven Hours? Yes, with James oh Franco. My God. We had a small One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours situation. Jeez. Um, and a man <laughs> lost his arm, but I will say it did not result in death right and ultimately <laughs> what, that, what I mean, happened oh um he got he this this was a brave guy who was trying to solve it himself he said he's you know he had a, I don't I don't know him personally he seemed like a loner type okay um he was trying to transverse it uh, again this was before the waivers mm-hmm. uh, well 
It was before our current iteration of the waiver. We had a test waiver out at this time. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of crossed through. There was a section where, again, it gets to about a, a foot and a half wide. He was trying. He was a heavier guy. He was trying to squeeze through, and he got his arm stuck. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. He got his arm stuck, and um, um, at this time, uh, I had to let go of my assistant. It was a one-man operation. Oh. Uh, I, I currently have a team of three interns mm-hmm. who are helping me out, and it was just right right now. At that time, it was a one-man situation. Um, I didn't realize he was stuck. I thought he was just taking a break. Yeah. Like putting his hand up against the wall. Ex- like. Right. He was because he was mostly out. He squeezed through, but then his arm got his his right arm got stuck as he was getting out. Mm. Um, and I guess after three hours, it started to like atrophy or something. Blood wasn't again. I'm not a doctor. Blood wasn't getting to it right. Uh, it kind of like he got some nerve damage, and um, I don't know. And here's where our accounts differ. He said he chewed it off, <laughs> which to me doesn't make sense. No. Um, I don't think you could do that. And I think he, I think he's just trying to get a little something out of the business. Yeah. Um, he, he, regardless, he didn't have the typical amount of arms that a person <laughs> would have when he left. <laughs> he walked in with two and left with one. Exactly. And I didn't have, I did not have cameras set up at that particular station uh. at this point. I just noticed he wasn't at. He wasn't at our fourth and fifth station yet, mm-hmm. um, and he—I know he passed the third station, so I noticed that that was unusual. And again, that's a—that's a lawsuit that I—I I don't think is going to affect any of our future clientele, and uh, I'm optimistic that we will win. So you, since this is a, such a long process, doing doing just one labyrinth, uh, is there? Like, uh, are you open 24 hours or is there like a time where you don't take anyone else anymore or and if someone's still there when you're trying to close, like, how does that work? Um, I were typically closed uh, just Wednesday evenings. I have a therapy session on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, I'm not ashamed of it. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, it's... Uh, uh, it's something we got to destigmatize here. I mean, so that's all not of my your, mind here. All of your your employees have to leave when you go to your therapy section. Uh, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable. Like I'm, I got good people working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are you closed right now? Since you're here. No, I got I got. Um, her name is Samantha, and she's got a really good head on her shoulders. Uh, someone is there. Currently, is a 15 person group uh, retreat exercise going on right now. Um, for a company that's that's uh, I don't know located in downtown Detroit or something, mm-hmm. we're really popular with group with team building yeah. exercises. Um, they're currently doing that. They're about an hour and a half in. Mm. So they, I figured they got a I couple just, like a couple I mean, hours left. I mean, we're about a 15, 15 minute drive, so I'm yeah. pretty confident. You know, I got I got my phone on right now. So yeah. So if it starts buzzing, I do apologize. It's probably my um one of my interns getting me telling me there's a situation, but they <laughs> seemed like. They seemed like they knew what was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I'm. I'm They're I'm doing the word. beginner or intermediate. They're doing the intermediate. Oh, you know, it's in they they skip the beginner, but you know, um, when a team's got it, they got it. Yeah, and you know, if if I'm not, I I but I am a businessman. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, I I can see a good group of employees. Uh, and you know, you just you never push your employees or your interns too hard. 
Uh, and I think I, I right. think I trust a fellow manager to know what they're doing. So yeah. if they think they can get their their team of employees to solve that labyrinth, I say go for it. So uh, what's what would you what's the price of, of going to the labyrinth? Price of the labyrinth it is competitive. Uh, I know a lot of escape rooms in the area. They're going to charge you like forty-five dollars a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have there. It's it's fifty dollars a person. Okay. You get a, a group rate of ten dollars off per uh, person. It, it, ten dollars off per person uh, if you have a group of eight or more. Okay, which is typical. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like I said, there are a few there are a few stray wolves. There's you know a few people try to do it by themselves, and you know. I I I would recommend against it for like mm-hmm. uh, the hard mode because uh, our our minotaur as I'm envisioning it uh, is going to be pretty fierce mm-hmm. if you're doing the hard mode plus uh, and I would recommend multiple people to take them in down. the hard mode plus the one where you can attack the minotaur back mm-hmm. yeah uh, will the minotaur be able to actually physically hurt you yes Ooh. yes he will and like, like I said what, I, what what's the point what's the level what, like is he going to maim you is he going could he kill you uh, well right now. Uh, he is only armed with a spiked club. Uh-huh. It looks very classical. My my goal when I when I thought Minotaur, mm-hmm. I thought classical Greek labyrinth. Yes. This is a guy who's got the body of a man. <laughs> yep. With some with some legs of a of a bull. Mm-hmm. The face of a bull. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the hairy chest of a bull. Yeah. It's got some pelts. Yeah. Cover himself up. I mean, I this. This is not a discriminatory thing. I'm sorry. I want to clarify. This is not a discriminatory thing for casting the Minotaur. It is a a all gender role. I will accept anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know what? Um, uh, you, if you're a female uh, and you're trying to apply, I only have the one pelt, oh. and you can choose what how you want to wear that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm but you A-okay. can't wear like regular person clothes. No. So you have to like. No. Again, this is a classic Minotaur. Uh, he's got one pelt, mm-hmm. a club. It's like a wooden club um, with some Spikes. bones sticking out bones, of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, bones sticking out of it right now. I so mean, if he whacks you with that that club, it's gonna it's gonna do some n- it, a number on you depending at, on the strength of this particular Minotaur person. At, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'd probably give it a plus three durability. This uh, <laughs> it's a it's a hardy club. Yeah, it's solid oak. Uh, and we have some some uh, spare ribs, just kind of wet, sharpened, spare and like ribs. dug in through it. Yeah. Oh. Yep, that's right. I think they're pig ribs. Hmm. Um, I don't know where I I I got. I just found the bones, so I'm not just found them around. I'm not a boneologist. Like picked a dumpster or like what, found them in the forest. I picked a dumpster. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> like a like a rib shack. I found the I found the club in a forest though. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> was it just like a branch, or was it like an already? Uh, it was kind of. It was like a log. Oh, okay. And I whittled it down. So a how bit. how big would the person applying to be the Minotaur need to be? I would recommend, um, ideally, to really give the wow factor, eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jesus. <laughs> ideally. <laughs> yeah. I understand because uh, we got a week to go. I'm not. I, I'm not flexible. To be too picky. Yeah. I'm flexible. Like I said, it's there's a, an eight foot tall guy that lives in in southeast Michigan. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, do you have his? Do you I know don't. Him? I don't. Okay. You just Google it. All right. No, I will. Uh, but like I said, it's an it's an open gender casting. You don't have to be a man 
or a female or, or either. whatever or either exactly yeah. this is I'm, I mean this is a labyrinth is like it's like a maze it's like there are so many different possibilities mm-hmm. that you know we're, we're, we're might even be better if you don't really subscribe to a gender because then people will be like whoa like even more confused you know what that's a fair point and mm-hmm. that's what we're that's that's what we're trying to, to get out of the break minotaur. down barriers yeah exactly we're trying to break down barriers we're trying to foster a fun environment we're trying to make you feel a little scared yeah uh you know if if you go to if you go out and you you know, safety isn't fun. Like, right. like, why do people drive cars to get to point A to B? No, no they're, they're it's well, the thrill. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I could die any minute. Exactly. There's like, oh, look at this guy swerving left and right. Oh, it's snowing out. I'm gonna get out on the road. It's 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 fun because it's thrilling. And um, I I you know I I will say. I'm happy to offer all the modes, but I'd say hard mode plus is really the definitive labyrinth experience. Mm. You're gonna feel like, like you're really being chased by the son of King Minus, uh, uh, from ancient Greek times when you're in hard mode plus. Because this guy, I mean, as I'm envisioning him, is just really this guy or gal or none of the or above neither. is yeah. really is really fearsome. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great experience. Well, make sure you guys go check out Labyrinth Detroit. Uh, it's uh, Hard Mode Plus is opening next week, assuming they get a Minotaur. Worst case scenario, I I'll step in. Oh, worst. Ca- I mean, you are you a know. tall dude. Thank You're about six six foot eight. Yeah, and it's it's not exactly what we're looking for, but you know, again, as a proprietor, as an owner, you have Gotta to make compromises. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined by a very good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Bertram Lucian Zink. He's a modern American dandy. You're going to stick around and hang out with us, uh, Ed? Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Great. All right. Well, we will be back after this. Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on all podcast providers. I am your host, the one and only incorrigible Michael Dupree. I am here with Ed Layless, the owner of Labyrinth Detroit. Hello again. How are you doing, Ed? I'm still doing great. Do you have a good time over the break? I did. Um, really lovely facilities you have here. Mm-hmm. You, I, I saw you look. You were on the phone for a bit. Uh, everything all right over over back at uh, headquarters? There's a, a small situation, mm. um, but I'm confident some of my interns can handle you, it. Uh, you can stick around. Yeah, no, I can stick around. It's it's uh, again someone someone's been fooling around in the oh. labyrinth. Um, fooling around like fooling around like like <laughs> yeah. Uh, once you get to the center, it's it's. Cause, cause the labyrinth, the the on the way to and, and exiting, it's um, 
it's like hard cobblestone floors, and when you get to the in the middle, it's very soft and cushiony. There's a bed if you need to take a rest. Mm. And you know, being being trapped in like a, a long, a long uh, room and hallway, you know, it's. It, Tensions can run high, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you can see a little bit of a spark that may not have been there before. Right, uh, and because we do have a bed for rest, sometimes it people becomes a bed keep, for something else. Exactly, and it's not that's not what it's there for. Uh, if you know you're a teen with raging hormones, this is not what the point of the labyrinth is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the labyrinth, if you're again, if you're a teen with like raging hormones, the labyrinth is to show off that you're uh, clever and brave yep. uh, to someone else, not that you're um, sexually active. Exactly. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm glad that you're working working things out, and they have trust in your employees to to fix things. Well, you know, she uh, uh, she was a small part of the issue, mm. uh, but you know, I I just. I, again, I, uh, I I told her no, and I, I everybody makes mistakes. She's a young girl, uh, and you know, I think she I think she she uh, I think she realized the her right errors. Thing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, we are also joined here by our second guest. His name is Bertram Lucian Zink. He is a modern American dandy. How's it going, Bertram? And tooting toot toot is a stoo. Try to toot a dugana flute. Uh, excuse me? That's my warm-up, Michael. I'm over the moon to be here. Great to have you on. It's uh, wonderful to, to be here to with you. Uh, you're very, you're super well-dressed. It's like Thank you intimidating. Thank you kindly. I took my time this morning. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it looks like yeah, it would take it would take me at least three hours to get dressed the way you are. <laughs> well, it's just a simple smoker's jacket and some pantaloons. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very sharp. I'm, I'm really impressed by those pantaloons. Where do you? I'm sorry. I, do you make those yourself, or is there a shop that provides them? There is a shop in Toronto, Canada, that you can find only. If you're part of an association of other dandies, and this is how we can dress ourselves, but because I've come to like both of you, I can invite you one afternoon. Oh, okay. Um, um, I, I don't know if I'm familiar with any uh, uh, dandy associations. What's a, is, does it have a name, or is it just like a, an unspoken thing? It's called Dandy Fellows. Dandy Fellows? Dandy Fellows. What is that? Like how would you network, mm-hmm. much like your MySpace or Facebook. Oh, it's just designed just for, dandies. for male and female dandies. Is it in, by invite only? Oh, of course. Everything's by invite only. we got to keep out the riffraff somehow. <laughs> of course. Wait, I'm sorry. What, uh, there are female dandies as well? That's yeah, correct. That's what are, they, are they called dandies? Dandizettes they... is one way of describing them. Another word to call them is quaintrelles. Quaintrelles. Oh, I never heard that. So uh, what... what, what how did you become a dandy? Like what? What? Because uh, dandy is turn of the century, kind of like uh, it's an old hat kind of thing. Is a trend right, that just right. kind of came back, or is it a way of life? Well, it all goes back to being raised by my grandmother, mm. who was one of the remaining few uh, Boston Brahmins who wow. emigrated to the Detroit area into. Uh, an area affectionately known as West Oak Park. Um, excuse me, West Pleasant Ridge, but it mm. happens to be in Oak Park. Okay. And um, 
from her cultural influence over me in my boyhood and having many a tea party. Mm, many a tea party. And helping her design and, and sew lace doilies <laughs> and uh, discussing politics over Earl Grey. Wow. What were, what were your grandmother's politics? Well, let's say that they were very libertine. Libertine? Libertine? <laughs> very bohemian. Mm, okay. Ah. I see what you're saying. So she was a uh, Reagan, Reaganite. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that she had a Barry Goldwater bumper sticker on her car. <laughs> okay. So, um, wh- wh- what, what got you? What made you find the community of, of other like-minded dandies? Because mm. that seems like it'd be a very kind of niche thing. Well, it is a very niche thing, and um, it's a community that is very uh, spread thin in that we are very far apart from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we prefer to be uh, only one or two in an entire region. Yes, because mm. uh, you don't want to be those guys. Well, we do want to be those guys, but we want the uh, the attention for it. Yes, because if there's, oh, there's a bunch of dandies, it's like you're not nothing special. Then it's just another mm. uh, another hipster trend. Yes, I see um, trend. Uh, you said um, uh, y- your grandmother was a a, a quin. Uh, excuse me, what is the word? Quin- Quintrell. Quintrell, a, a female dandy. Um, did it did it skip a generation or yeah or, or was yeah, is your is mother your or, mother your, or your is your father? Your grandmother on your mother's side or your father's side? In the old photo album, she used to show me, and it was from my mother's side. Mm-hmm. The old photo albums that we would pour over on rainy Saturday afternoons. She would show me pictures of ancestors I've never met, and they were fascinating. <laughs> they were members of a class of people who lived on the East Coast known as Brahmins. <laughs> Brahm, like the cows. Uh, no, but I can see where you got that. Uh, like the supreme is a, deity in uh, uh, Hindi. Well, that's yes. in Hinduism, that's yes. correct. But in Boston, it's a, it's a class of people, and it's, we'll just say it's a class of not the working people. Mm. Uh. But many generations dropped out of that category and we had to work for a living. Oh. But the the lifestyle appealed to me and so I went on a soul search and became a dandy. Wow. And wh- wh- how old were you when that when that happened? When you made 13. that decision? 13. 13 wow. years old. Wow, you were working that young. Yes, and junior wow. high I should say was as you can imagine, not easy street. No. No. So you were uh, you were a working little man. Working hard. Well, how would you afford the the uh, extravagant dress uh, when you were that age? <laughs> did you just buy, did you work and then just spend all your- We had a trunk in the attic. Ooh. Full of lovely garments. Vintage. From your grandmother's days of being a dandy. That's or a, a, a what's the word you used? A Cantrell? A Quintrell. Quintrell. Yes. <laughs> but you guys you guys laughed at me when I said that. It's not very nice. Uh, I, mean, sorry, I, it's I mispronounced it. I have a little friend. respect for his, his, his counterculture. I mean, mm. it's Quintrell. <laughs> Quintrell, okay. 
That's why you laughed at me, because I said Cantrell. And they can. <laughs> You're just allowed to. Like the, my sing- show. Like the songstress. Mm. So, uh, uh, what, what, was, what was the question that you asked? Um, I lost it. Well, would you like to talk a little <laughs> about, about my new book? Yes, yes, yes. Do you have Who a new book? You? It's called uh, Who's Your Dandy? A Guide on How to Be Sublime Without Interruption. Uh, so so right. tell me about this book. What is it? Well, I, obviously it's a guide to how to be sublime without interruption, but what made you want to write this book? Right. Well, people had the misinterpretation that a dandy is something that is only done in public. Yes. When quite to the contrary, it's an around-the-clock lifestyle. So at home, you're by yourself, looking in the mirror oh. constantly. Really? Um, you have a you have a, a mirror in your living room that's pointed at your couch. It's a something? grand mirror in front of my sofa, mm. in front of the fainting couch in my den. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them in every room. And uh, I spent a lot, a lot of hours in um, in a state of intellectual uh, superiority to other people, and mm-hmm. uh, I came to many conclusions. And I wanted to share that with other other people and try to maybe pass along some of this philosophy and uh, just some good tips on living. So, uh, what what are some tips that you can you can share with us without spoiling the book too much? Well, I have a section on physical exercise. Oh, what what are some exercises that you do as a dandy? Get involved in a rowing club. A rowing club. That's wow. one excellent way. That's of great. Getting um, getting muscular. Mm-hmm. Another is to work up a sweat playing badminton. Hmm. You don't seem like you sweat a lot though. That. <laughs> Thank you very much, Michael. That's very kind of you to say. Is there um, a separate uh, uh, kind of uh, athletic wear when when a, when a dandy plays bad uh, uh, badminton? Yes. Is there fashion wear for athletics? That's well, uh, of course. Um, if you can uh, picture um, something along the lines of a corset. Um, it's just another take on a compression shirt, mm. though. Um, it's just a classed up compression shirt. Wow. Do you, do you, how often do you change clothes per day? It has. Great question. Well, def- most certainly for every meal, that's going to be necessary. Really? You have your, your breakfast wear, your lunch wear, and your lunch dinner wear? wear? And of course, Supper the, wear. the dress that I put on, The not the dress as in a gown, but yes. the clothes that, that I put on, the vestments that I put on upon rising from my bed cannot be the same that I eat my breakfast in. Wait, <laughs> you wear different clothes when you change into clothes after before eating breakfast? Out of my pajamas. Pajamas. Mm. What do so, your pajamas look like? Well, they're pinstriped and they look almost like a bathing suit. Oh. Okay. Like uh, a like uh like a restless singlet. Okay. <laughs> but it buttons up in, across the front. Wow. Is there, um, uh, so in everyday use, in, in the contemporary culture, um, is there anything that you would suggest that I should I should avoid? Like, should I avoid uh, uh, polyesters or, like, Ooh. mixed fabrics? Is is there, Do you wear exclusively wool or cotton or, 
or is there no code? Fine wools and silks are always a great place to start. Um, if you can Google the word couture. Mm, I can't. My phone's not working. Or bespoke. You want to find bespoke clothiers in your area or travel to them. Most certainly stop immediately wearing the clothes that you came in with today. Hey, that's not but bad. But that's just a tip for beer and a dandy. Otherwise, you look darling as usual. Oh, thank you. I'm wearing the Canadian tuxedo right now. Is it because of just how I'm currently dressed or because I've been doing an activity for too long without changing my clothes? Or both. You've probably done bo- It's probably both for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The t- Canadian tuxedo. What a, what a charming way of describing A uh, denim jacket and denim and uh, jeans. I once got lost. I was once lost and stuck in a maze for three days in Guelph, Canada. Guelph? On my way to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it was terrorizing. Terrorizing. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, mazes are mazes are they're they're just weird. Yeah. I don't I don't care for mazes. No, I had to subsist yeah. I had to subsist on a diet of mystic iced tea and cans of confetti frosting. Oof. Yeah, it must have been rough. Did you change before each time you ate the confetti frosting? Unfortunately, all I had with me were the clothes on my back. Oh, wow. That must have been stressful. Humiliating. See, that's why... Humiliating really is, is precisely humiliating. what it was. That's why I don't recommend it. I don't recommend mazes or other other rooms Escape like that. Escape the rooms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. we have... Did they, did they provide you a bed at any point? No, I was the only person in there screaming might at the top of my lungs. This Terrible. Bad, bad customer service. Mm-hmm. But I've got to say that I will try a labyrinth one day because Michael... As you know, as I've said many times before, any activity done with a minute is an activity worth doing. doing. Yes, <laughs> that, sh- <laughs> that should be your tagline. Uh, what is the uh, plural for labyrinth, by the way? Is it labyrinths? Labyrinths? Labyrinthi? Uh, uh, well, la- it's not labyrinthi, because labyrinth comes from a, a Greek origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be labyrinthes. Labyrinthies. Labyrinthies. Oh, wow. So if you've ever, if you, um, let's say you're looking over your DVD collection and say, oh, I don't need four copies of Pan's Labyrinthies. Uh, was that how you would say it? <laughs> I think it would just be, I don't need four copies of Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> David Bowie, speaking of which, was also a modern dandy. Oh. Oh, I suppose he had, you know, he had a... The hair and the, the frills, ruffled, and the like, ruffle, yeah, the, yeah. the precisely not a blouse because it's you see. not not a uh, I don't know if you call it a blouse if a man's wearing it. Would you? Because he has he, he had the poof in the chest and the yeah. little cufflinks yeah. sleeves. Very uh yeah very I guess okay. that would be kind of a modern dandy blouse. Mm-hmm. The ruffian pirates. Are you speaking specifically about David Bowie in Labyrinth? David Bowie all the time. Yes. Mm. Always very uh, spiders and Mars. Yes, uh, Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Very, very dandyish. Kind of spoke like a dandy too, a little bit. Oh yeah. Mm. Not bit. familiar with his music, but I no. know that I have his hmm. uh, picture of him in my library at home. Well, well uh, <laughs> if I may, uh, what what kind of music do you like? What yes, is, what great is your, Like, do you just mostly listen to like credenza? There is <laughs> sitar music playing in my oh. home. At all hours of the day and oh. night. So, uh, wh- 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 is that the only kind of music you listen to? 
No, I listen to everything. I go into record stores and get to know the local community town folk here. And whatever <laughs> they try to turn me on to, I tr attempt to show interest. But ultimately, it's it's you view it all as all kind of trash. I oh, think you get a shot, well, but then... Very pedestrian way of describing it, but... Unrefined. It's It's not... Elegant. There we go. Is mm. the way we want to right, say it. Right. Mm, very interesting. We want to say it. So, uh, what time do you go to bed at night? And what time do you wake up in the morning? Any time between the hours of 3.30 and 4 a.m. I like to stay up to at really? least experience the witching hour oh. every night. And then uh, what time do you wake up? Oh, oh that's a rough one. Oh, it's... You Oh, so it sounds like you're kind of on that 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 two part schedule where like they used to do where like you'd sleep for four hours, wake up for midnight, and take long around. take naps throughout the day. Right. Oh. Do you take you, you change for, for each nap? Well, of course, you can't wear the same pajamas for a nap that you would wear to <laughs> slumber the night with. <laughs> each nap has a different outfit, a different pair of pajamas. That's correct. Very interesting. Um, you know, it's it's the color of the stripe and the material usually, and the either the length or shortness of mm -hmm. the pant section. Well, <laughs> okay, I thought it was like a singlet. It's like a, it looks like a singlet, but it's separated between a with with an area that you can unbutton for easy access mm. to the umbilicus. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about your book. Uh, well, who's your dandy uh, guide there, to how to be sublime without interruption? Uh, there's a uh, small area on eating advice. Eating advice. Um, I strongly recommend a diet that consists mostly of smoked oysters and Jordan almonds. Caviar? Caviar is a lovely idea mm -hmm. anytime, of course, especially when you're amongst friends. Mm -hmm. Do you smoke the oysters yourself, or or is this something you, you go and, and get prepared? Yes. Well, I understand that they do sell smoked oysters in your grocer's um, aisles, but there is a man who I like to visit in Grand Rapids who is able to supply them fresh oh, for me. Oh, you, how often do you go out to Grand Rapids? It's well, about a three-hour drive, I yeah? a lot of oysters, so it's got to be once a week. Oh, man. And then you freeze them, uh, or or how do you keep them fresh so they don't get bad? Well, smoked oysters don't have to be frozen. No? No, they're smoked. They're already preserved, so oh. you can eat them at any temperature you wish. Hmm. But you f have to find your own, obviously. Uh, we know that oysters do not live in the Great Lakes. No. But this gentleman is a purveyor, and... That's another thing. If you're looking for a new product, as long as the word purveyor is in that company's <laughs> tagline, you'll want to purchase good from sign. them. It's good, good business. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and again, this may be um, just kind of denoting my ignorance of the culture for which I, I already do profusely apologize. Do you, do you drive automobiles or do you do like a horse and buggy type thing? Yes. Well, we... I personally enjoy um, being an environmentally friendly gentleman, uh, and I like to take the streetcar whenever possible. Um, <laughs> you don't have a lot of streetcars in, in Unfortunately, uh, no. Um, I've so seen that one is supposed to be going in onto... It's kind of not really a streetcar, but, but it's, uh, 
kind of it's a cute um, line. Hot air balloons are also preferable. <laughs> mm. I, there's a lot of lot of range with a hot air balloon because it can travel, you know, anywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not stopped by lanes or something. Yeah, no, no. there's not That's a lot of airspace. There's a lot of airspace. It's uh, no. b- the preferred method, but of course... We there's not a lot of places it. to land. You can't really land in a city with a hot air balloon. You can land anywhere in a city with a hot air balloon. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, who's going to stop you? Who's going to stop you? Just apologize graciously for it. Share some Jordan almonds. Pour some hot tea. And <laughs> made a new friend. Yeah. That sounds fun. I would like to see you land in the at Seven Mile and Grash at the hot air balloon. <laughs> I would love to take you on a picnic in that area one day. Yeah. So, um, uh, about your book, I was I was I was flipping through it the other day, and I was trying to you know kind of get a feel for it. Trying to I, w- I wasn't able to read the whole thing because uh, it's a uh, it's it's, uh, it's an epic. It's about uh it's like seven hundred fifty-eight pages. It's a tome. Yes, it's it's a, it's a comprehensive guide. Um, but at one point, you talk about uh, flaying uh, uh, wildebeests in it. Uh, I didn't, and that's not something I was expecting from a book about a dandy, like a book, uh, a guide by a dandy. What what does flaying wildebeests have to do with being a dandy? Well, the modern dandy is also self-sufficient. Oh, remember, yeah. okay, and and we do enjoy the finer things in life. Uh, but it's also important to be able to rely on oneself mm-hmm. and then to make an elegant uh, article of clothing, hopefully, out of the the skin of that animal that mm-hmm. whose life you've taken. Mm. But wildebeest, you spoke a lot about wildebeest. Wildebeest. Well, there's not a whole lot of wildebeest in America, as far as I'm aware. Well, the, you Maybe can, in zoos. Well, I didn't know at the time that it was a zoo. <laughs> oh. I woke up there. Um, what do you mean you woke a, up there? I was on a dissociative fugue at that time. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I woke up mostly naked. All right. Wearing many branches. Okay. And I wrote an apology letter. <laughs> it was settled out of court. They did forgive me. Mm-hmm. A lot, uh, is, was the was it a nice outfit? The leaves and the branches. No, what you made out of the wildebeest, I imagine. I wasn't allowed to keep it, but it, oh, it, it was not. It, it was nice. I, I was nearly crying. finished with it. I was nearly finished with it wow. before I was caught. Is the um, is the f- dissociative fugue state? Is that a dandy thing, or is that a personal inclination? <laughs> well. Well, one does not usually have a choice of when they're going to enter into a dissociative fugue. Right. Um, I I had always wanted to go on one. I never <laughs> dreamed it would happen in that fashion, uh, but I'm still grateful for it. Mm. Okay, so Wait, that doesn't of- answer his question. Is it, is it a personal thing or is it a thing that happens to a lot of dandies? It, it does happen more often than not to dandies <laughs> than members of the... Normal general population. General population. Why? Uh, why would you say that is? Is there something that you guys eat, or some just uh, is a way that you guys like prepare your mind? We are committed to the philosophy of dandyism mm-hmm. and to the intellectual pursuits and to be able to tell stories 
of adventures we've been on, and how else can one do interesting things unless they commit to dissociating sometimes and assuming a different identity? I feel like it, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe there could be something at your, your, um, you're trying to kind of live a, a different life than what's normal uh, from from the modern culture we live in. So maybe your brain is like uh, subconsciously trying to branch off into a different path because yeah. you don't you, you got you trying to go left when the world is trying to go. tell you to go right. Yeah, the, which is oh, the wrong direction nice. at most. Most your, usually, uh, it's your own way of kind of what getting through the life labyrinth. If labyrinths don't work out for you, my friend, thinks I'm counseling nice dandy. Oh, oh. <laughs> or dandy, <laughs> dandy, and a counselor. Okay. Oh, I already, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with the counseling world. Yes, like I said, we are closed Wednesdays because I, I, I do have to deal with my own mm -hmm. issues there, and uh, you know, how I'm, long are your therapy sessions? If, like, you you've been here for about an hour and a half now, so and you're comfortable with leaving your your. Uh, uh, workers there. My therapy sessions runs about uh, four hours, oh but I'm in such a, a, a state uh, on the way and, and when I'm leaving that I, I don't feel comfortable running the yeah. business. So that's you why mean we're closed Wednesday nights. Yes. Exactly. To put it in your own vernacular, a, a tizzy. tizzy. So, do you ever go to a therapy sessions, uh, uh, Lucian? I don't need or them. Bertram? Sorry. I, I would say that I don't need them. No. No. Uh, Pop-up dinners are my therapy. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, anything else you guys would like to, uh, anything else you'd like to shout out before we uh, get out of here today? We're coming to the end of our show. Bertram, anything you'd like to say? Well, I would like to say thank you to Officer Gonzalez on Belle Isle for helping me out uh, when I fell over on my penny farthing this summer and <laughs> scraped my knee. That's very nice of Officer Gonzalez. Wow. And, uh, and uh, Ed? Uh, I, I just want to, of course, uh, advertise uh, Detroit Labyrinth. Uh, mm -hmm. We are open six days a week, mm -hmm. uh, almost 24-7. Uh, um, you can uh, I'm, uh, give us a call at 313-555-8289. Uh, mm -hmm. I do recommend ahead-of-time booking. Again, a group discount starts at 8 and we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, levels for the beginning labyrinth uh, to to intermediate. Um, and, to hard, and, and, to hard and, plus. And hard and hard plus. And wow. if you know someone uh, eight feet or above. Or above. Yeah. Or, or that would be know, really something. You know, someone who's uh, good at, at low-tier skill stilts uh, and can <laughs> use I have those. A, I have a pair of boots that will bring me up to that height. Do you think that I could audition for this role? Um, I, I I would be very interested to see you in it. Uh, how do you, you – it sounds like you're somewhat, at least with the, the, the boars and whatnot, you're pretty comfortable with pelts. Is that correct? Absolutely. And okay. I'm also comfortable with – with frightening the young ones. Let's hear your <laughs> uh, let's hear your uh, minotaur roar. Ooh. Wow, that was not bad. Yeah. Not it, bad. Mm, yeah, it, it, minotaurs are not ferocious sounding, but ferocious looking. Yes. Interesting take on it. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like if I I was wandering around a labyrinth and I heard that in the distance, I'd get pretty, I'd get spooked. Yep, for sure. I think so. And then if yeah. I saw an eight foot man mm -hmm. approaching me. And making that noise. 
with a spiked club and a ghastly, absolutely I ghastly. I would be even more afraid. Uh, yeah, no, I'd be, I'd love Terrifying. to check you out. Uh, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit after the show. Maybe maybe we found our minutes. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, and make sure you guys uh, check out uh, Bertram Lucian Zink's book, Who's Your Dandy? A Guide on How to Be Sublime Without Interruption. Thank you guys both for being on the show Thank so you. much. It has Thank been you. an absolute pleasure. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Wow, that was great.